they did enough, in my opinion, to get us back in the game. And it was a seven point game at one point. We had a chance to capitalize on that, but our offices couldn't do anything. Right. As far as moving forward and what they can do to compete, you got to call up Atlanta, try and get Julio Jones. You got to call Carolina, try and get Curtis Samuel. I call agree. Chicago, see if you can get Allen Robinson. Just you can't rely on Mark Andrews. You can't rely on Hollywood Brown. And you certainly can't rely on Miles Boykin and Devin Duvernay. Absolutely not. Not, not, not. It's the Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Rodney. Yeah, this was a podcast, right? Yep. Okay. Own it from the camera. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. What's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. This is Bradney. And week three of the NFL is in the books. We had a surprising but pleasant victory for the Panthers. That's right. And yeah. Pause up. Pause up, Pause I guess. Up. And a not so surprising yet disappointing loss for the Ravens to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about those, obviously, and we're going to briefly go over some of the other games of week three. But we might as well just get the elephant out the room. This is we're recording this on Tuesday. So last night, the Ravens lose to the Chiefs 34 to 20. And obviously disappointing performance. Pretty embarrassing yeah. performance. More embarrassing than, performance. More I than mean, disappointing. Yeah, embarrassing, disappointing, and not surprising. We have a good team in Baltimore, but the Chiefs are just firing on all cylinders. They have the talent and they have the coaching. They're just a better team than us right now. And and the Ravens aren't really trying to be better than the Chiefs. Right. Is, is the, the main problem that I'm having with it. I mean, you're, you're, you're going against Kansas City where they have their quarterback in Pat Mahomes who won MVP in his second year, then took the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and won Super Bowl MVP. Along the way, they were down at least 10 in every playoff game, came back and won every playoff game. And Baltimore said, uh, let's double down on that run game. I know that they can score in bunches and nobody can stop them, but uh, let's draft a middle linebacker and a running back. So I'm not going to say that they're not trying to be better. I just don't agree with their idea of better, right? They think if they double down on defense, shore up the secondary and the linebacking play, that they can hold Kansas City to a certain amount of points. One, that's not true. Two, even if that were true, we don't have, we don't put up enough points on offense to take advantage of holding a team like Kansas City to a certain amount of points because a great defense might hold Kansas city to 21 points in a big game. Right. I understand the Chargers played them kind of close the week before they had an off week, but in a big game, like Monday night football in a playoff game where, you know, they're completely locked into that game and they're firing on all cylinders is a defense good enough to hold them when they're playing at their best. Are they good enough to hold them to 21, 26 points, something like that. And if they are, can we take advantage of that? And last night, the answer was no, not even close. Well, the, the reason I say that they're, they're not even trying to be better than Kansas City is they're, they're building their team to beat the other 30 teams in the league. Yes. And they're better than the other 30 teams in the league. But you can't possibly actually believe that you can beat a team like the Chiefs throwing for 97 yards. Yeah, you, you brought up something there. The other teams in the league. Sure. I, I Look. As bad as we looked last night, I still think we have a dominant defense, probably the best defense in the league. I'm not worried about the other teams on the schedule. I, I think we could still, I mean, look looking at, this, at the schedule, we can do 14-2 and two again or 13-3. and three. We're going to win a lot of games. Most teams can't do what Kansas City did to us last night. But we have to go through Kansas City if we want to get to the Super Bowl. So that's right. the issue. So the, so the question is, what can we do this year to – have a better outcome the next time we play them right now. I, I'm sure today I didn't listen to any radio stations or anything like that. I'm sure the talk today, local radio is the defense has to play better because they had an awful first half. They gave up 27 points in the first half. Pat Mahomes had his way with them. They looked just, just one step behind. They, they, were, they confused them. Second half, they got their act together. They only gave up seven points. They forced a turnover. They also got a turnover on downs. They did enough, in my opinion, 
to get us back in the game. And it was a seven point game at one point. We had a chance to capitalize on that, but our offices couldn't do anything. Right. As far as moving forward and what they can do to compete, you got to call up Atlanta, try and get Julio Jones. You got to call Carolina, try and get Curtis Samuel. Call Chicago, see if you can get Allen Robinson. Just you can't rely on Mark Andrews. You can't rely on Hollywood Brown. And you certainly can't rely on Miles Boykin and Devin DuVernay. Absolutely not. Uh, Absolutely not. I've gotten to discussions. We've gotten to discussions with Ravens fans around here. And look, we're all passionate as Ravens fans about the team. But there are varying opinions as to how this team needs to be built. Baltimore historically is a defensive team. We've had we have some of the greatest players of all time on defense in Baltimore. And a, a big portion of the fan base wants to keep that identity. But in 2020, it, that just can't be the case. It, that can't be the case. You can have a good defense. You can have a great defense. But if you're not investing in the offense, you're not going to win at all. You're not. No. And we have a, a dynamic player like, like Lamar Jackson. We got lucky getting Lamar Jackson. You have to add more weapons. In the past, look, maybe seven, eight years ago, yeah, just having Lamar Jackson in the office that we have now would win it for us. And that, that type of defense, it would win it for us. But Pat Mahomes is here now. And the weapons that they put around Pat Mahomes cannot be stopped. They right. cannot be stopped. Their third fastest, their third fastest wide receiver on that team was a 4-3-40. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these aren't just fast guys out there that can't catch. No, these guys, they can play the position. They're lightning fast. And it doesn't matter what kind of secondary that you have. They will get behind them at some point. Yeah. So you have to be able to put up, you have to be able to answer with points. Yeah. And, and this is what we've been saying all offseason. The, the skill position players, you know, running back wide receiver, but particularly wide receiver. Yeah. You know, and tight end. They act as a multiplier for your quarterback. If you have a franchise Absolutely. quarterback, surround them with talent and your offense will be unstoppable. That's what Kansas City's doing. That's why Baltimore can't beat them because Baltimore does not surround their quarterback with talent and they can't score with them. Period. Yeah. I mean, look at the mental gymnastics that these fans are going through, putting the blame on defense and not saying anything about the offense. I mean, look, I, I don't want to pick up my boy, Sonny. Shout, shout out to Sonny, uh, SCG Sports. Check him out on YouTube, SZG Sports. He's a defensive guy. Look, I'm a defensive guy. Let, let's, let's get that clear. I'm a defensive guy. B knows this. I love defense. But I also recognize in, in today's NFL, you can't just rely on a, on a great defense. Sonny believes that we just need to show up the defense and the offense is good enough. He was happy with the Duvernay pick. He was happy with J.K. Dobbins. He loved the Patrick Queen pick. Now, like I said before, I like all those players, well, except Duvernay. But I really like Patrick Queen. I think Patrick Queen is going to be an excellent linebacker. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be an excellent running back. I think they're going to be great players. But they're the wrong players. You know, we, we didn't need those players. They were the wrong picks. We didn't need a middle linebacker. We didn't need another running back. We needed a wide receiver. We needed guys, like you said, that are multipliers out there to help Lamar Jackson extend plays to put up points. Those guys aren't doing that. No. You know, what, what happens when you don't focus on putting talent around your quarterback? Is like Lamar had an off game. He wasn't great last night, but he made several great throws that were dropped because also your receivers aren't great. Yeah. So it's a situation where in Kansas City, if Tyreek Hill has an off day, then they can go to Watkins. They can go to Kelsey. They can go to Hardman. You know, if one of those other guys has an off day, they can go with Tyreek. If Pat, if Mahomes is having an off day, the receivers can pick him up. If the pass game as a whole, for some reason, is off, then they can, they can go to Clyde Edwards-Alaire and run the ball. Yeah. They, they set up their offense to where it doesn't matter how they do it. Like, they're not going to – everybody's not going to be off on the same day. They'll right. be able to move the ball and be able to score points, even if it's not the way they normally do it. In Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson is having an off day, you're just not scoring points. That's it. Yeah. Well, even if Lamar Jackson is having an on day, mm-hmm. you know, if they're dropping the ball, we had, I counted five drops. I, I didn't look at the yeah. official number. But I counted five drops. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane for a team that doesn't like to pass the ball. Yeah, I think they threw it like 28 times uh, and had at least five drops. Right. But it, it is what it is. It's not, it's not the end of the world. No, no, They've no, no. got four, four games coming up that they should win going into their bye. They're going Washington, Cincinnati, Philly, and Pittsburgh. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think those are those should be four wins. They should go in there by six and one. And look, they'll they'll run into Kansas City again, and they just have to hope that their their receivers show up. That's it. So my hope going forward, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna get it done, but my hope is that they do one of those things that we talked about: trade for Julio Jones or Allen Robinson or Odell. You know, most likely we we can't get Odell. Uh, Cleveland's not gonna trade him to us. But I think I absolutely believe Julio Jones is available. That team, and we'll get to the Atlanta game in, in a minute. But two crushing losses for Atlanta. They started out 0 3. They're kind of facing out Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley is the main target on, in that offense. I can see them wanting to part ways or, or very willing to part ways with Julio Jones. Yeah, they should be. I mean, get some draft picks, rebuild that defense once you fire your coach and get back on the right track. But we'll see what Baltimore does. I suspect they're not going to do anything, and they're just going to they're going to hope that their young players step up uh, the yeah. next time they see Kansas City. I can see that, and you and I'll be here again pointing out that we've been saying it the whole time. Because no man, as good of, of a player I think Patrick Queen is, we shouldn't have gotten him. As good mm-hmm. of a player as I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be, we shouldn't have gotten him. We sh- we really needed to focus on wide receiver, and getting Devin Duvernay is not the answer. Now look, great kick return. Last night, I was happy to see that he contributed to, to put up some points in that way. But on offense, he did nothing. No. He did nothing. So, yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll see what happens with Baltimore moving forward. They'll, they'll be fine. Uh, yeah. And it's just going to be waiting to see if they, if they run into Kansas City again in the playoffs. Yep. Moving on to the Panthers. Uh, Panthers had a nice day. They did. Much, they did. much better day than, uh, than Baltimore. Hey, you know what? I, I know you said that trying to poke fun at me, but I'm happy. I'm happy for Teddy, man. Yeah, no, T- Teddy had a nice bounce back day. You know, the offensive line played well. Greg Little got the start at left tackle. He looked pretty good. I think he should be the left tackle moving forward. I mean, you got to see agree. what you have in him. The run game was all right without McCaffrey. It wasn't a, a disaster or anything, but, you know, I think they had a nice mix with Mike Davis and, and Reggie Bonifon. Yeah, they, <laughs> look, the Chargers... You could say they kind of gave the game away. They gave up a, a lot of turnovers. They had a lot of boneheaded plays. But that comes with a, a rookie quarterback there. But, look, you got to be in position to take advantage of those things. And I give the Panthers credit for that. They played – like I told you, I want to see the defense get a little bit better every week. And this is a step in the right direction for them. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll partially agree there. The Chargers definitely gave the game away. Turnovers <laughs> and penalties and, you know. Drop sure. passes and everything, but the you know, the pass rush showed up more than it has in previous weeks. Brian Burns looks outstanding, but the the reason I don't want to give the defense too much credit is the Chargers did move right down the field and put themselves in position to win the game, if not for a dropped lateral from Austin Eckler. You know they ran the hook and lateral. Keenan Allen pitched it to, to Eckler. It wasn't a great pitch. Eckler should have caught it though. Right, but, you know it wasn't a great pitch, but it went over his shoulder. If he had caught it. There was no Panther defender anywhere near him. He would have walked into the end zone and they would have lost. So partial credit there. You know, they're they're coming along a bit, but that's to be expected. Extremely young defense. Uh, And and it's it's nice to get that first win. Ah, Absolutely. And like we said before, Teddy played better. You know, he didn't have like a a great game, but he played much better than week two. And I just want to see this performance. I want to see him keep up this good performance because he really needs to have a good year this year to maintain that starting caliber status in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gotten a fair shake in his career when it comes to that. He's much better than some of these quarterbacks that get starting jobs, much better. Mm-hmm. But he's been labeled for a long time as just a backup or injury prone or what have you. So I really want to see him perform well this year. So whether Carolina keeps him or they move on from him, he, you know, he can pick up a job somewhere else. He can maintain that status. Next up, we have uh, the Dolphins and Jaguars. Man, screw Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. I, I can't stand this dude. Like, <laughs> when the lights Patrick, go on, the magic yeah. begins. Fitz, Fitzpatrick is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I like watching him play. Anything, but man, I picked the Jaguars. I'm like, there's no way they lose this one at home. And, and he went out and he lit them up. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched much of the Jaguars, but they started out the season hot. Well, they were one and one, but they almost they were almost two and zero. Oh. They almost beat Tennessee. They they are playing much better than people realize or, or or expected them to to perform. At least you and I. I. I didn't expect anything from them this year. I thought they were just going to be a hot mess. But they're a much more competitive 
than that. But Miami figured out some things. I guess they weren't too hard to figure out. And yeah, that game wasn't really much of a competition. Yeah, Miami won 31-13. Fitzpatrick was 18 for 20, only 160 yards, but he had two touchdowns and then another 38 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. They had nothing for Fitzmagic. Nothing, yeah. nothing. The stash couldn't do anything in that game. No, no, he, he didn't look great. But, you know, you, you, a lot of times you can just – you can kind of write off Thursday night games. It's a short week. And, you know, not, not as much practice time, not as much rest, obviously. I, I will say um, this. I'll say this. I'm glad to see the Jaguars get LaVisca Sinault involved in the offense because that was one of the things I was worried about with him. I I thought LaVisca Sinault would be a good wide receiver coming into the league. That's that's another person that I wanted the Ravens to take a look at. Now, there are, you know, there were um criticisms of, of his game in terms of his route running, you know, he's not polished and all that. Sure. Sure. But I've seen him play a little bit in college. I seen, you know, I watched some tape on him and I just felt like he's one of those players that if he went to the right spot, he could really develop into something nice. But then he ended up in Jacksonville and I thought, oh, well, (laughs) this could be some trouble. That's that. (laughs) Yeah. But so far they got him on screens and running routes and a little bit of a couple of carries, I think, out the backfield. So they get him involved in the offense. They recognize his talents. So that's good. That spells um, some good things ahead for him in the future yeah, yeah we'll see i mean you know he, he's he's getting some touches he's doing okay with them but you know we'll, we'll have to check back in on him in a, in a year absolutely or so. absolutely <laughs> next up was the rams and the bills i mean wildly entertaining game buffalo buffalo looked like they were bringing the hammer down on the rams for, for most of the day and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the rams came all the way back and took the lead uh, late in the game, and they, they they forced Josh Allen into a position where he had to uh, he had to lead a game winning drive, and, and you know what, my man did it. He did. Look, you know? we're gonna have to start changing our opinion on Josh Allen. You know, we didn't really think much of Josh Allen up to this point, but look, you keep playing well. You keep playing well. Like yeah, he had another three hundred and eleven yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and another rushing touchdown. So he scored five times including that last drive to put Buffalo over the top. They won 35-32. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. And that's against a good defense, but, too. Yeah. The Bills are someone you have to take take seriously. They are Absolutely. for real. Absolutely. So, look, no shade. I fully expect Allen. now. I fully expect now that we've said that he's just going to put like crap <laughs> in the next five weeks. Right, right. Like the, the moment we fully commit to him being a good quarterback, he's going he's gonna to turn back to Josh Allen. Kind of like Carson Wentz, but <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Donald, six tackles, yeah. two sacks, three tackles for loss, a fumble recovery, just absolutely dominant, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, a uh, uh, really entertaining game between two very good teams, both on their way to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really does look like Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean saw what most people didn't in Josh Allen. You know, and he has kind of a, a Cam Newton type skill set almost. You know, he can run, got the big strong arm, and just didn't look very accurate. But he's uh, he's reining that in. Yeah, and, it's working out, and mm-hmm. that is eighty percent of the battle. It's a high percentage of it is your coaching staff, your front office, just all being on the same page when you bring in a quarterback to be your franchise quarterback, and how do you want to build around them? That's that's the majority of the work. He may, he doesn't have to be the best quarterback, but if you understand, hey, this is who we want. We identify this person as who we want. These are his skill sets. These are his strengths, and we're going to build around those strengths. You can go very far. Yeah, you can go very far. You can go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, as several quarterbacks have shown recently, like the Rams. Uh, yeah, like the Rams, like the 49ers. But speaking of Cam. Cam did not have a great day on no. Sunday. Just, okay. Decent day. 160 yards, touchdown, and interception. New England really, really, really struggling with their, their receivers. But they uh, they gritted their way to a 16-point win over the Raiders, 36-20. Yeah. Because the Raiders are not good. Um, well, I think they're a little bit better this year. That's just my opinion. We, I mean, we still got to see how the rest of the season goes. I think they're a little bit tougher than than people realize. But, you know, look, you're going to have some ugly games. You're gonna, if you can still grind out a win, 
you know, it's still a win. And that's the thing that separates Belichick from most other coaches is most coaches don't know how to make really simple adjustments during mm-hmm. the game, right? The Raiders were on top of the pass defense. They were on top of it. And New England, that's their weak spot. Not because Cam can't pass the ball because they don't, he doesn't really have any targets. Rex Burkhead was the man in this game. And right. That so is a problem. Right. So, I mean, but what New England do? Okay. Well, we notice you can't stop the run. We'll just keep running the ball. And if you're not going to stop us ever, we're going to keep doing it. We don't need to, we don't need to, we don't need to overthink this, right? We don't need to overthink it. If we keep running the ball and we get five, six yards, then we'll just do it again. And the infuriating thing is, yes, they kept running the ball. They kept running. They kept running. They kept running with everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Sony Michelle had nine carries for 117 yards. Rex Burke had six carries, 49 yards, two touchdowns. JJ Taylor, 11 carries, 43 yards. Cam, nine carries, 27 yards. And then they had three other players get one carry each. That's 38 carries. And the team leader had 11. Yeah. So like it's, it's coming from everywhere. Yeah. They're doing what, what the Ravens should be doing. Well, yeah. I mean, only if you look at the fact that they paid a running back in free agency, drafted one in the fourth round, and then came back and drafted another one in the second round mm-hmm. and really ignored the wide receiving core and made it a point to get a huge, just massive offensive lineman to move defenders out of the way and create holes yep. for their running backs. Yeah. Only then only would then. you expect them to uh, <laughs> to come around with a, with a committee of runners. Yeah, but otherwise, that, no. that didn't happen, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one would do all that and then be like, we're not running. <laughs> right, right, right. But hey, good win for the Patriots. Another win for Cam. Like I said, not his best day, but they still got to win. Who do they have next week? Next week, the Patriots are playing Kansas City. Oh. I knew I knew it was a good team. I couldn't remember which one. So that's a that's probably a loss next week. Probably a probably. loss, but but I'm interested to see how they play them because I think it's going to go a little differently. I'm, I'm not saying Kansas City is going to lose that game, but I think it'll be closer than than our game because yeah. look, man, Belichick is just a better coach and he can take advantage of situations that we couldn't. You know, mm-hmm. if he forces a turnover he will actually take the ball and run it into the end zone. He won't run, 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 and then get into the red zone and say, okay, let's do a couple screen passes or a little pass out to the flat that goes nowhere in the, in the drive stalls. He can make them pay for any mistake that they make. Yeah. So, yeah, with that said, we can move on to the, the next game, which is, again, I still cannot believe they do not have a name, but the Washington football team against the Cleveland That's Browns. That's the name. Dwayne Haskins. I wasn't high on Dwayne Haskins coming out of college thought that was a bad pick he played fairly well you know decent uh towards the end of his rookie year it's not going great so far this season he had four turnovers against cleveland three yeah. interceptions and a lost fumble but man they have no help for this man out there yeah i'm still holding out hope for Dwayne haskins because like you said he doesn't have a lot to work with right now and you can see the talent there but it's just not going to be consistent and yeah i mean you're just looking at it i mean Antonio Gibson is their their leading rusher. You know, Terry McLaurin, who who's good. Terry McLaurin's yeah. good. But I mean that the next leading receiver with Doncho Emmon. I mean yeah. JD McKissick, you know, he's a running back. No, you know, Gandy Golden, he he didn't even have any any yards. So look, there's just this is not a lot to talk about with them. And it's gonna take it's gonna take a couple of years. Yeah, it's gonna be a while for, for Ron to rebuild that team. Cleveland seems to have dialed in to their formula, which is don't let Baker throw it very much. No, absolutely. They, you know, 23 attempts, that's where you need to be with Baker. Really mm-hmm. no more than 25 attempts is what you want for him. So, yeah, and Nick, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb over 100 yards and two touchdowns again. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, a good a good win for Cleveland because any win for Cleveland is a good win. Yeah. But we'll see how they, they perform moving forward. I mean, if they can, if they can limit Baker's pass attempts – and continue to control games with, with their with their running backs, they'll be all right. If not, when they play better teams and, and they need to score more points or they get behind and Baker has to try and bring them back, that's when it gets ugly. Yeah, the way they run their offense is the, is the correct way. You, you just want to lean on the run, limit the passing. But that's exactly why I think Odell's going to be traded by, by trade deadline because he's not needed or used in this offense. Well, yeah, he came out and said that you know, it's not. He knows he's not going to put up numbers, and it's about 
being a team guy and one, yeah, you know, yeah. winning games. And he wants the numbers. You know, yeah, of course, does. of course, because you're not going to get the wins. I mean, even playing the way they play, like this is this is the more optimal way for them to play. But I mean, you're not they're not going to go anywhere. And if you're not well, going yeah. anywhere, why sacrifice your your, your stats? Right. Yeah, you know, for example, they're playing Dallas next week. I don't think they're going to beat Dallas handing the ball to Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I'm I'm expecting Cleveland to lose that one. I'm expecting Baker to turn it over a couple times. But like I said, we'll see. Washington, I know they're going to get the, the, the breaks beaten off of them next week. I expect uh, them to lose Baltimore. by three scores. And again, I know I'm a Ravens fan, and this is the battle of the beltway. If you live in this area, you, you know what that is. But I mean nah. – no, at, at least three scores. 20, 20 yeah, that's not a that's not a Ravens fan thing. They're they're the biggest underdogs. The Ravens are favored by thirteen points right now. Oh, okay, like, everybody knows that what's coming next week for them. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, ne- <laughs> next up is another step in the uh, or another scene in the tragedy of Houston. Mm. They played Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, it was a it was a tough close game in the first half. Houston scored late to take the lead. It was 21-20 at halftime. Uh, it may have been 21-17. But regardless, they didn't score again, and they lost 28-21. Yep. Yeah, it's sad because Deshaun Watson, we know what Deshaun Watson is. He's a top five quarterback in this league. And they won a division, what, three years in a row? Uh, four out of five. Four out of yeah. five years they've won this division. And he hadn't been working with much on that team, thanks to Bill O'Brien. But what what does Bill O'Brien do at the end of the season, after uh, you know a very embarrassing loss to the to the Chiefs in the playoffs? He takes even more away from Deshaun Watson by trading away Hopkins. That was just an unforced error. Like you you didn't get any better. You you didn't get any better. You trade away Hopkins and you bring in David Johnson and you. Bring in Randall Cobb. You bring in. Well, they brought in Brandon Cooks, who's Brandon a, a Cooks. good receiver, but just nowhere near DeAndre Hopkins. Right. You you downgraded. It doesn't matter if you brought in some more solid receivers. You, you don't have a receiver that's as good as DeAndre Hopkins, so you downgraded at the wide receiving group. So mm-hmm. you made your team worse, right? You traded away. You traded away uh, Clowney last year. You didn't really do anything to replace him. You gave up multiple first round picks for for Lemmy Tunsil, and they had to pay him a bunch of money. And he's still mm-hmm. not blocking well. Well, yeah, that Deshaun continues to take a beating behind that line. He got sacked five times against yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're one of those teams where I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not going to have much to say about them until they they get rid of their incompetent management and you know, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, Bill. That, that's the problem, Bill O'Brien. And I think Houston fans understand that too. Bill O'Brien is the problem. I mean, there's no other person to point the finger at but Bill O'Brien. He's making all the moves. He's calling all the Literally shots. Literally, because he has all the jobs. Yeah, so. yeah, he's calling all the shots. So it has to be on him. I don't think Deshaun Watson is playing horribly. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it. 19 for 27, 264 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. You know, like he has to play damn near perfect for them to get wins. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have Hawkins there anymore, that talented wide receiver that can, that can help him you know close out close out some of these games you just have okay guys there now right so i was going to mention who they're playing next week and and conveniently we can just bring up this story now because pittsburgh is meant to play tennessee houston's oh, meant to play okay. minnesota yep so both of those games may be canceled so he's so he's um, about to get a win <laughs> <laughs> well no no they, they're they're saying uh they if anything they may reschedule the games okay um because tennessee had three players test positive for COVID-19 and they said, I believe five uh, other staffers just, you know, within the organization. Mm-hmm. So their facilities are shut down until Saturday at least, which means that they're not going to be able to practice at all. You know, everything is virtual. There's going to have meetings and everything. Uh, Minnesota's facilities are also shut down because Tennessee played Minnesota right now. They haven't made any announcements as of this recording but they apparently the, the league contacted Minnesota, Houston, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee and said, hey, you know, we may be rescheduling these games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And another piece of that story was that Tennessee knew going into the game that some of their players had tested positive, correct? Uh, well, what I saw was that one player tested positive before the game, and I guess they just went ahead and played. I'm not sure which – obviously, you know, they're not allowed to say who it is, so I'm not sure if, if they had – if that player was held out, I, I assume they were. But 
you know, right. like I said, we, you know, they're not allowed to say who tested positive or, or anything like that. So we don't right. know the exact players. Right. Right. So this is, this is uh, one of the fears that we had going, you know, going into the season. And this is why me and, and Brian predicted in an earlier podcast that they wouldn't finish out the season because you're going to have some outbreaks like this and there's really nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah. I'm surprised that they, that they haven't had more of this, you know, kudos to the league for getting through three weeks before this yeah. happened. Yeah. But it was, uh, I mean, uh, it was pretty much inevitable that, yeah. that you're going to have the, this situation come up. Absolutely. Uh, and since we mentioned them, we can just go ahead and talk about Minnesota and, and Tennessee. I mean, I heard that Ryan Tannehill is an outstanding quarterback and it didn't really look like it, but Hey, you know what? They got the win though. You know, they, they, they came all the way back and they beat Minnesota 31 to 30 off the leg of Steven Godkowski. Okay. He had six field goals in this one. Like, six. Kirk Cousins may not be a great quarterback, but his agent is, is a super agent. Yes. Because all he does is get this man paid. Kirk Cousins on the season. What what are his stats for the season? I, I won't look at it. He he put up. I mean, this is this is easily his worst. Six hundred twenty three yards, five touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I figured. I figured he had more interceptions than touchdowns because he had one game where it was just he didn't have touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. So, yeah, easily his worst season so far, and he just got paid. Yeah, that's what happens when you're running out of cap room and you're just trying to you know make something happen to sign your players. He he got an extension to lower his cap number. So they can get some other deals done. And look, you already signed that deal with the devil. So don't try and get out of it now. Just ride with it at this point, I guess. Yeah. And look, look, they get what they get. You had Teddy Bridgewater on the roster. I mean, you had Case Keenum on the roster. Both Listen, of them were Case better options. Case Keenum took you to the NFC Championship game. Kirk's never been there. Why did you swap him out? There was because there was this thought around the league that Kirk Cousins was one of the top tier quarterbacks. I don't know how this narrative got started because anybody that's ever watched him play in Washington knew he wasn't that on that level, but he just he he just had that that aura around him of being a top level quarterback. Yeah, I think I think people like the story of him uh, taking RG 3s job. Yeah. Yeah. And he he had some nice stats a couple of seasons. But again, if you watch him play, you, you know how he got those stats. A lot of yeah. safe passes, dinks and dunks, not taking shots down the field, just, you know, protecting his numbers, but not helping the team win. Yeah, that's exactly I'm going to throw a five yard pass on on third and four. Yeah. And, and on third and 15, I'm going to throw a five yard pass. Yeah. And since since they've signed him, they've been a worse team. And I mean that, that that's going to keep going. They're zero and three now. I mean yeah. this might this <laughs> might be the year that uh, they they might clean house in Minnesota. And I don't think Mike Zimmer deserves to lose his job. But if he keeps going like this, he very well may. Yeah. So, and even that GM, outside of bringing in Kirk Cousins, he's done a pretty good job. But yeah. when you saddle a contender level roster with Kirk Cousins, I mean you got to pay the price. Yeah. So, yeah, just to go back to the Titans for a minute, I think you went over the stats. Ryan Tannehill, 23 for 37, 321 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Derek Henry doing Derek Henry things, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, another another good win for them. They're 3-0, and and they're probably not going to play this this weekend. Neither will the will the Vikings probably. So, yeah, we'll, so how we'll have that to see on that. So if, they, so if they push the game back, will they just take it from their bye week? Well, that's the thing. Uh, I know I don't know about Tennessee and Minnesota or um, Houston and Minnesota. I know that Pittsburgh and Tennessee, who are supposed to play this week, don't have the same bye week. So I'm not sure exactly how they would work it out. Okay. Yeah, that, that's just that. That's I'm sure that's what they're talking about right now. What are yeah. we going to do? My thought is that they're probably just going to call those four teams and say, "Hey, listen," or at least those two teams, you know, Minnesota and uh, and Tennessee, and they say, "Hey." You're playing this week. You just don't get to practice. That's it. Yeah, I can see that happen too. I can see that happen too. So that'll be ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sure Tennessee doesn't want to take a a, a loss. Absolutely. You know, just because you know they're three and zero, they're they're going to be chasing Kansas City. I'm sure they think they can beat Pittsburgh. Sure. So sure. Yeah. So uh, next up, we had the 49ers and the Giants. 49ers rolled in with their what C or D squad. 
and yeah. uh, and absolutely stomp the hell out of New York. Yeah, I picked New York to win that because I looked at the injury list for 49ers and thought there's just there's no way they, they're barely fielding a team right now. There's no way Danny Dimes is going to let me down this week. Okay. And he didn't. He does what Danny Dimes does. He threw an interception. He lost a fumble. What did, yeah. What else were you expecting? You, you know, Daniel Jones, me and B didn't think much of him when he got drafted. We didn't really particularly think he was a good quarterback. But he he had a couple of performances where you're like, okay, I can reserve my judgment a little bit. Like, I don't think he's going to be good, but he may not be too bad. You know what I'm saying? He might he might be all right. He might be a, a Eli Light, but like you said, he's not Eli Light. He's Jameis Light. He yeah, can't stop turning the ball over. Yeah, he's diet Jameis Winston, and yeah. people won't say that because people want to like Daniel Jones, but he he is a turnover factory for absolutely no reason. I'm surprised he doesn't get crushed more than he does being a high highly drafted quarterback for the New York Giants. I'm surprised you think he would be crushed considering he's a friend of the Mannings. Well, yeah, I think that's what protects him is that. Yeah. yeah, He's a, nobody wants to criticize anyone in that, in that circle. Yeah. He's not doing a good job. You can blame on the O-line, whatever, whatever. I mean, the O-line isn't why you get all these turnovers, dude. No, the O-line is not great, but he just has that thing where in the moment, and this is, this is exactly what Jameis does in the moment. Just like, man, I shouldn't throw this, but I really, 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 really want to. But I yeah. shouldn't. Oh, I threw it already. It got intercepted. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, the, the 49ers beat them 36 to 9, by the way. So without their starting quarterback, without their top two running backs, without, you know, I think one of their starting wide receivers, without a few guys on defense. So, Nick Mullins yeah. killed them 25 or 36, 343 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's not a sentence that you should be able to say. So New York, Joe Judge, and all you know, and Gettleman, get your act together. Joe, look, Joe Judge might be one and done, man. Reggie Bush called for him to get fired this week. (laughs) And when and when somebody when somebody was like, you know, because he he said Adam Gase, Dan Quinn, and Joe Judge that they should all be fired this week. And this guy responded to him, and he was like, I yeah, I agree with you on uh, you know Gase and, and Quinn, but I mean, it's three games into Judge's career you know I, I don't think he got fired and reggie <laughs> reggie responded that's because you never played the game <laughs> and i don't know what that means in that context <laughs> but he said yeah you didn't play the game so of course you think that look <laughs> all right I'm, I'm gonna be honest you know we're talking about all these games we have, obviously haven't watched all these games i haven't watched much of the giants but i watched a little bit of them when they played uh pittsburgh week one the players don't look like they're too interested in the game. <laughs> yeah. And Saquon Barkley is not there anymore. So, you know, yeah, it's kinda, they, you know, it's, yeah it's, it's the rest of the season off. It's like the substitutes in, we don't need to do our work. What does it matter? Like, I understand, It's not going to get any better. Look, I understand a team is bad and you just get there and you're just trying, you're just, you know, working some things out with the team. There's still, you still have to, you still have to, gain the confidence of the players that are there right so you might be a bad team but you don't want to see the whole teams go in there like yeah whatever here's another l right because that's how you create a losing culture when you're new there you're trying to create a winning culture and it doesn't seem like he has the player's ear he just wasn't meant to be a head coach right it's not getting any better for the Giants. Uh, the next two weeks they're at the Rams and at Dallas so that's two more losses for they're sure gonna, they're gonna be 0 and five. They're going to be 0 5. The 49ers, that's a tough one. They're going to Philly. It's the hospital bowl. I don't know. Who <laughs> I, I, I don't know who I'm picking in that one yet. I, I'm, I'm going to take a few days and think about that one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philly's pretty bad too, though. Speaking of Philly, they, they are up next. Yeah. <laughs> they of the 23 23 tie with the Cincinnati Bengals yeah get Carson Wentz the hell out of your lineup man I always like Carson Wentz too I've always liked Carson Wentz I thought he was a good quarterback but every time I say he's a good quarterback he continues to prove me wrong he gets worse and worse 29 of 47 225 yards one touchdown two interceptions let me let me let me slow What's you going down on? there let me slow you down there 47 attempts 
and 225 yards. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's the problem? Carson. What's the problem? Carson. Mm. Did you want to ask again? I'll tell you one more time. <laughs> the problem is Carson. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson only had two catches. Now, give him some credit, though. He did have 65 yards and a touchdown rushing. So that's great, I guess. Listen, if you can't beat Cincinnati right now, you just, you, know, you don't have any defense. Okay, you're, you're, you're just not playing well if you can't just beat the Bengals. Yeah. Speaking of the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 31, uh, uh, 44, 312 yards, two touchdowns. My man got sacked eight times <laughs> and you still didn't beat him. I mean, Listen, I'm, I'm calling right quick. now. I'm, I'm apologizing to <laughs> Joseph Burrow. I said, you know, I thought he was going to be a bust in Cincinnati. He was going to have to leave there to, to, to salvage his NFL career. That man is balling. Eight times is a lot, man. I it fear for this lot. man's health. It's <laughs> a lot. I fear for this man's health. Man, as much as people want to talk about Lamar, and we know this is just a talking point. You know, there's you know, there's, there's more behind this this narrative. But when they talk about Lamar and how, oh, well, I'm afraid he's going to get hurt, you know, his style of play, B always would say, look, standing in a pocket with a bad O-line is even worse. Like, yeah. who whose body's more broken down right now, today? Today, whose body's more broken down? Lamar Jackson, who's been in the league for three years, or Joe Burrow, who's been in the league for three games? Eight sacks and great <clears throat> for the 18 hits. <laughs> these these weren't little light pushes. These were he's getting wow. In case you're wondering, the sacks are not included in quarterback hits. So that's 26 times. That somebody put this man on the ground in that game. <laughs> that is, that think, is some malpractice. That many times in his whole career, <laughs> like it's awful. <laughs> it is awful. I feel so bad for him. Like I, I you know, I always kind of had a, a little little bitterness towards Andrew Luck. Not that I wanted Andrew Luck to be a Panther, but just the fact that Carolina had the number one pick and he's like, nah, I'm good, and went yeah. back to school. Yeah, <laughs> but Joe, man, look. You should have found a way to skip the draft this year. Cincinnati is not a safe workplace. Man, they're not protecting him at all. And they and they spent some picks on O-line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he's getting beat up. Look, just hand the ball off. I, I don't care. Like, if I'm the coach, if you're not going to protect him, I'm not, I'm not going to put him in danger. We're just going to do some check downs, some quick slants, and hand the ball off, and that's it. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. He's young. He'll bounce back. They got they got a uh, Jacksonville and Baltimore the next two weeks. Well, he'll um, be all right. So no, I was gonna say no no danger of getting hit in Baltimore. Okay, <laughs> not not by their pass rush. So yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> that, that's that's gonna be a get right game for them. That's that's where we get all of our sacks. Yeah. <laughs> Philly, they they they've got the 49ers and Steelers coming up. <sighs> Man, I I don't know. You drafted a quarterback in the second round. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is why. I'm pretty sure you saw this coming. So I'm wondering when you make the switch. Yeah, I, I figured when they drafted Jalen Hurts that they're probably looking to move on from Carson Wentz. He's he's not performing well, man. And I think they look at him as when they drafted Hurts, they, they probably figured, look, we don't need a great quarterback. We just need a competent quarterback that stays healthy and we can go far. So yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz, man. Yeah. Your, your your time is almost done there, but you'll get a you'll get a job somewhere else. Somebody will pick you up. Yeah. So next up, it's the Bears and the Falcons, man. And I I I know they're they're one of the Panthers' rivals, but I just feel bad talking about Atlanta. They were up twenty six to ten after three quarters. Chicago benched Mitchell Trubisky, and the Bears scored. 20 20 unanswered in the fourth and won this game 30 to 26 and Nick Foles locked down the starting job for the rest of the year. Yeah. How um, bad do you have to feel if you're an Atlanta defender? Yeah. Cause Mitchell Bisky, the first game he played really well. What did he do in the second game? I, I don't know, but he lost his job on a three and O team. Well, yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like how you he wasn't well even, the- he wasn't even that bad in this game. I mean, he wasn't great, but 13 for 22, 128 yards, a touchdown and interception. And he had a 45-yard run. I mean, Nick Foles, he went 16 for 29, 188 yards, 
three touchdowns and an interception, but that's because he played longer. <laughs> yeah, just you know, if you're Mr. Biscuit and like that's I, I would be upset because it's like mm-hmm. I did everything that you asked me to do. And okay, if I didn't have a great game, right? Or a great, great uh couple of quarters, why are you benching me off of that? Yeah, so far this season, Trubisky 51 for 86. That's 59.3%. 560 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. Not great, but and uh, and eighty seven yards rushing. Yeah, you know. it's not it's not great, but it's not Kirk Cousins. No, no, it's not. But but yeah, this is the problem. Everyone knew the second you traded for Nick Foles that you wanted Nick Foles to be your quarterback. So why did you pretend that you were going to start Mitchell Trubisky? Because coaches wrongly believe that that could be a motivator for quarterbacks. Like, oh, okay, I can light a fire under him if I bring this person in. And that can, you know, that can inspire them to play better. That never works. But I don't think that's what he was doing. I, he wanted Nick Foles to be the starter. Mm. Um, I, you know, I think it's really just a case of coaches think everybody else is stupid, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to let Trubisky go out there, and he's going to look bad." And then I'm like, "That's why I'm playing Nick." That didn't happen, but he got tired of waiting. That could be it, or it could be. No, Trubisky just looked better, and he he couldn't justify starting Nick Foles. And the first second he he got a chance to pull Trubisky out the game, he did it. Yeah. The moral of the story is sign Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you Cam's happy been right now. Twenty six to ten in, into Atlanta to begin with. Uh, Cam's happy right now. I hope Cam keeps playing well because he's going to get paid next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so the, for the Falcons because we we kind of glanced over them. Man, look, look, if you're on offense, you know, you can you can sit back and say, hey, we're doing our job. Uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Look, this wasn't Matt Ryan's best game. It wasn't his best game. 238 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 19 of 38. Definitely not his best game. But for the most part, they've been playing really good football on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Calvin really is a straight up beast. Yeah. And all that said, they will be 0-4 next week because they are playing Green Bay. Uh, Chicago, likely, I think, likely 4-0 as they're going to be playing the Colts. Well, Uh, we'll see. Yeah, the Colts are smoking mirrors, man. They're not. Oh, Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That is true. (laughs) Touche. This is this is also the, the the one team that we were not going to talk about the Jets. They got beat down thirty six to seven by the Colts. Yeah, but th- this is why I say the Colts are smoking mirrors because both of the teams that they beat have uh, yeah are winless. Yeah, you know, and then they lost to the Jaguars. But w- whatever, it's neither here but nor there. Same with Chicago. <laughs> no, they they didn't they beat somebody with a win. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Not Colts Atlanta. win 30, 36 to seven. Mm. Sam Donald is scarred for life. Uh, yeah had a couple a couple pick sixes in this one mm. yeah 17 of 29 168 yards a touchdown three interceptions two pick sixes uh sam if only you didn't run into adam gase adam gase is a cancer okay <laughs> we don't you don't hear this enough about coaches we how often do you hear a coach being a cancer adam yeah. gase is a cancer to yeah. To any team, he's not a good coach. He's no. not a motivator. He, uh, he, he may not be a good person. <laughs> he's a demotivator. Yeah, he's a de- <laughs> Listen, I, I, don't, I won't go so far as to say that I he's know. not a good person. I, I, know, I know, I'm joking. But he was harboring drug use. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's harboring know. criminals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his, you know, his old O-line coach was, was recording videos for strippers while he was doing cocaine in the building. Talking about, I got a meeting to go to. Let me do these lines real quick. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know that, look it up. It's out there. And that coach, by the way, is is he still on the 49ers he, staff? He, I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Snorting cocaine on video. And I don't even think he ever officially got suspended. I think he took some time away from the game and then came back and got a job somewhere else. Yeah. They fired him. I don't think he was ever suspended. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. NFL. I see you. But the, but the, that's who Adam Gase hangs with. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Adam Gase is is a candidate for the worst coach in the NFL. 
there's history there's, history not right now there's really nothing good to say <laughs> about what he's doing there's nothing uh optimistic about what's going on with the jets right now they're just bad and the sad thing is he damaged a quarterback like sam darnold who i thought could have been your franchise quarterback under different circumstances you know you bring in Le'Veon bell and, and cj mosley you, you instantly alienate them cj mosley didn't even want to play for you this year. I know COVID is a serious thing and, and I don't think any, anybody should be playing right now. And he decided to opt out because of that. But I think deeper than that, I think he just didn't want to play for Adam Gase. Right. Yeah. You know, Le'Veon Bell can't, you know, you already tried to trade him. He can't wait to get out of there. You trade Jamal Adams and he's balling out of control right now. Yeah. Like you just, there's nothing positive about what's going on in New York. And if you don't fire him, it's just going to be, it's going to, it's going to get worse. And even if you do fire him, it's still going to be bad because somebody has to come in and clean up the mess that he's made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, he, he, Gase, Dan Quinn, they should both be fired right now. As of right now, they are not. So we'll see how long this freak show lasts. Yeah. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos. This one wasn't even really fair. Uh, no. Denver, you know, missing their starting quarterback. Also missing uh, Cortland Sutton. He's out for the year. Von Miller's still out. Uh, they lost one or two other players on defense. So yeah, Tom and crew came in and, and rolled through them 28 to 10. Tom had an all right day, you know, pretty good day. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. But Denver's just, the, they're a broken team right now with, with all those guys on IR. Yeah, there's not much to say about this game. Yeah, you, you know, they're playing a busted up team. Tom had a, a pretty, good, pretty good day, but this game doesn't really say much to me about Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay is particularly good. I didn't see uh, did Gronk get a catch this week. Oh, he got six catches. Okay. Six, six catches, 48 yards. So he's more involved this week. That's good. But no, there's talent on offense there. And I just think Brady's just not, he's a shell of himself. I don't think, I know he's a shell of himself. He still might be mm-hmm. solid. Maybe we'll see if he holds up at the end of the year, but Hey, it's a win. You got to take it week to week and they're two and one. Yeah. Probably for me, the biggest surprise of the week: Detroit and Arizona. Uh, the Lions pulled yeah. out a late win with a with a, a late field goal uh, to get the win. Kyler Murray had a terrible day, terrible, terrible day. Uh, yeah, he went twenty three for thirty five, two hundred and seventy yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He also had a rushing touchdown, but just the, the turnovers killed them. Yeah, um, look, it was just a bad day. I'm going to talk it up to just, he just had a bad day. He started out this season pretty hot and it looked like early on that, that they were going to, um, but not, not even really early on. I mean, the first quarter they were up seven, three, but that second quarter is when Detroit kind of flipped the script on them. And look, I'll give them credit. Stafford had a good day, you know, 22 or 31, 270 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's the main thing with Stafford is, you know, he kind of shoots himself in the foot and he didn't today or, or on Sunday. Yeah. My man, Adrian Peterson, 75 yards. Still grinding up other people's careers. Yeah. Carry on Johnson and DeAndre Swift just wasting away. Stealing opportunities. <laughs> Jeff Okuda got his first career interception, so congratulations to him. Yeah. I did want to point out that uh, before the season, you know, we talked about who are our, who, who our draft picks who are most likely to be busts. I picked Isaiah Simmons. And Isaiah Simmons, through three games, I think has played like 35 snaps on defense. Man, you did say Isaiah Simmons. They are. They are not feeling it. (laughs) You did say Isaiah Simmons. We're going to have to pull back back up some of this audio and start posting them on on Twitter (laughs) to let people know how smart we are. If you did, yeah, you, you better you better Isaiah edit Simmons. that very selectively. But um, yeah, no, did I, I, I think did I, they, pick? Uh, I don't remember. I do not remember. That was one of the earlier episodes. We gotta go back and look. Yeah. I, I I have to know now. But I, yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to bring them along slowly and everything, and let them acclimate to the NFL. But right now, I'm calling victory. So, <laughs> <that's> okay, <laughs> it's over. I don't care what happens from this point forward. It's done. Man, I can't remember who I picked. Not I, I, I must know. I must know. Yes. <laughs> All right. Is that everybody? No, no, no. There's a couple more games. Dallas, Seattle. Yes. Uh, Seattle got the win 38-31. Another just outstanding game. And I, I love teams like this. 
Uh, I thought that Carolina would be closer to this, but they're making too many mistakes. Yeah. But Seattle is what what you know I had kind of envisioned with the Panthers, where Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. The offense is putting up points in bunches, and the defense is like they're just watching. They're not stopping anybody. <laughs> so yeah. it's 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 shootouts every week. Yeah. And listen, Russ Russ is winning them. Another five touchdown game. My goodness. Yeah, he set the record for most touchdowns through three weeks. Mm. Uh, in the season broke Pat Mahomes record he's on another level and Dak had a, a, a really good game too I mean he had two picks but I mean yeah the last one was kind of a you know it was like a Hail Mary type interception but, yeah but he also did have the fumble so I mean he turned it over three times so that's not great but yeah. he overall he played pretty well considering but yeah I mean Dallas Dallas looks pretty uninspired but they have enough talent that they'll be able to beat teams on the on the lower end you know, right. mid to low to low level teams, but they're, they're, they're going to continue to struggle with high level teams in the NFL. Right? Yeah, but they'll they should win the East, the NFC East. Yeah, I mean so. everybody's running away from them in the uh, the other direction. So they're chasing after them, but those, those other teams are quicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe Philly. Like I I know we already talked about them, but I can't believe they said no. We're not taking this W. We'll we'll go with a tie. Look, I don't think. Dallas is going to finish with a losing record. But if they wanted to, they could go seven and nine and win a division. This is how bad a division is right now. A lot of talent, though. A lot of talent. Yes. <laughs> Makes it worse. Yeah. Not better. Yeah. And the, the last game uh, that we're going to talk about since we already talked about the Monday night debacle, Green Bay and New Orleans. Green Bay picked up the win 37 to 30. Aaron Rodgers, you know, continued to be Aaron Rodgers. And you know, Drew Brees had a he had him he had himself a pretty good day also. Yeah. But they just they didn't have enough. You know, they, they're still missing Mike Thomas. Now also I should point out when I say that Drew Brees had a pretty good day, what I mean is Alvin Kamara had a really good day. Because that's about as far yeah. as Drew can throw it these days. <laughs> yeah. Alvin Kamara, thirteen receptions for hundred and thirty nine yards and two touchdowns. Yep. Um, and that's because Drew can't get the ball downfield anymore. Now, credit to him for realizing that and just not throwing it downfield. Yeah, but that's not how you're gonna. That's not how you're gonna be competing for a title. No, I think their window's closed. They look. They're mm-hmm. still a competitive team. They'll still make the playoffs more than likely. But they can't be a team like Green Bay. I don't think. Although, look, this game was pretty close. You know, they can make an argument yeah. of you know they can when Mike Thomas comes back and they tighten some things up. They could be there at the end. They can make that argument. Well, yeah, they can make that argument because the leading receiver in Green Bay was Alan Lazard. Yeah. Like they, I mean, we talked about Baltimore not having any receivers. Well, you know, let me introduce you to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But again, that's what holds Green Bay back every year, not mm-hmm. having enough talent to support a player like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is elevating the level of play for these guys. And, you, you know, we sit there and say, oh, well, he doesn't need any help. He's got these guys, right? But when it gets to the playoffs and he needs those guys to make plays, right? Because he's under a little bit more pressure. The ball isn't as accurate and they need to make a play on the ball. They can't do it. It's those little yeah. things, man. It's those little things that separate average guys from great guys. But And also, Coach LaFleur, man, give, give the ball to my man, A.J. Dillon. I'm, I'm trying to see how, he, how he's looking. He, uh, he had he a couple carries in week one, but the last two weeks he's been absent. You picked him instead of a wide receiver because you don't want to give Aaron Rodgers any help. I mean, he took his first round pick and what third round pick, right? AJ Dillon. Dillon was second round pick. Second. So your first and second round picks. You say, "Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, Aaron. Nothing. I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> oh, you want me to? You want me to draft a wide receiver for you? Want a wide receiver? Look, check this out. I'm gonna take this pick. I'm gonna crumple it up and throw it in the trash. No, no. See, listen. A little while ago, you tried to say. You can't ever light a fire under another player by bringing in, you know, another quarterback. Again, let me introduce you to Jordan Love, expert motivator. Okay, that's not that. This has nothing to do with motivation. Because Aaron Rodgers wasn't looking like this last year. This had nothing. Right? This had nothing Jordan to do with Love rolls into town, and all of a sudden he found the <laughs> fountain of youth. It, he was going to play like this no matter what. <laughs> Prove it. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's Dylan? Is he a motivator too? Dylan's a third string running back. I don't know about that one. I can't explain <laughs> that one. <laughs> he was insurance in case Aaron Jones asked for too much money. Yeah. All right. That's all the games. 
that's our week three wrap up. If you guys want us to go more in depth with uh, one, one of these teams, send us an email, lbhtshow at gmail.com or send us a DM or just tweet us on, uh, on Twitter or Instagram, lbhtshow. Yeah, man. Every week we're going to be doing something like this. We're Panthers and Ravens fans, so that's who we focus on. Week four will be next week around the same time. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.